Welcome to episode 68 of We Going In Presents, where I'm joined by Mr. Johnson, aka Wordsworth. While Words is known in hip-hop circles as an incredible MC, he also teaches TV, music, and film production at Oak Hammock Middle School in Fort Myers, Florida. Since his school is closed, like most schools throughout the U.S., I wanted to catch up with him to see how he's adapted to distance learning, both as a teacher and parent. While we still talk music here, that's clearly secondary to the stresses we're all facing with COVID-19. And keep in mind, this is a brief convo to get a better sense of what life's been like for Words as a teacher and the challenges a lot of families are facing with distance learning. If you want more in-depth conversations with Words about his music, go back to the archive and check episodes 13 and 39. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just uh, helping helping some of these kids try to like finish some of their videos. So, because you know, before we left, we didn't know what was happening. I kind of kind of knew what was happening. So I was like, "You guys send me all your videos to my uh, iPad and and to my computer, so I could have them. You know, just in case. You know, whatever." So, yeah, that's crazy. Luckily, luckily, I got all their videos kind of because there's a contest that may still go on april 22nd so it's like man luckily i asked for all these videos you know what i'm saying yeah seriously so like what's that been like i guess really just adjusting your class and still being there for your students yeah uh at 12 i actually go on to zoom and then i'm there on zoom for like an hour um and i do videos i do videos and upload them so Every Saturday, Sunday, I'll record like the, that week's up that that upcoming week's lesson. That way, they could rewind it, you know, and pause and stuff like that. And I just try to, I try to make it interesting, you know. I got like quiz, like trivia questions and stuff like that. I don't try, you know, I try to make it a little interesting at the same time. So it's not like you just watch the video and then I'm and then it's done and that's it, you know. That's really cool. How all. How, you know, are you able to also reach kids who might not have internet or, like, the access to um, well, to what you're doing? Well, some kids are going on their phones and doing it through there, so that's been happening. Then we also have a Google, a Google form that you could fill out for kids that don't have internet in their area, and I guess they're providing hotspots probably with vans or whatever way, or they're also having cable company i think go to your house and get cable and give you um internet as well so i filled out a few google forms for some kids that i found out didn't have it and then um i guess it goes from there that's awesome you know what have you found you know being a teacher as the more challenging aspects of this distance learning um and doing everything online as opposed to -to face-to-face well, for me, because I teach technology, everything deals with something that's um, in in our classroom, too. So, like, you know, as far as, like, videotaping and recording, a lot of students, you know, we typically use the phone to record and then edit and things like that. But a lot of kids use the iPads that we have in class. And if they don't have iPads, then it kind of hinders them being able to videotape and then edit it as well. Because what I'm finding out too is a lot of the, you know, like Google and the school district uh, computers, a lot of times restrict certain apps. So then you have to kind of find an app that's not restricted. And then the kid could use that and edit it that way. And then also 
being that I teach the music class, a lot of kids want to record their songs. They don't have a way to really record their songs without the studio, without the booth, you know, and, and they're not as comfortable, you know, a lot of them are not, they're not as comfortable to kind of just like maybe, you know, record it on their screen right then and there. A lot of them feel more comfortable actually with their uh, peers supporting them, which I, which I, I didn't know it would take over that way, but it's actually a lot of kids, they love being in the booth and have their friend as an engineer and stuff like that. Um, and also with videotaping, you know, they like to record with their friends, they write stories and scripts and then record things with their friends. So that's the thing about it. It takes away that, that peer interaction is being harmed very much. Definitely. And when we've talked about you as a teacher in the past, you know, you've talked about how you build really strong relationships with your students and, and what's that part like? Because, you know, me being a teacher myself, it's like when you know students and you see them on a daily basis, you can tell when something's going really well in their life or when something might not be going so well just with their demeanor and how their how their their mannerisms are. So how has that been challenging for you? That's definitely, I think, been challenging for everybody. Uh, recently this morning, we actually got a link to um, to post up for kids that may need mental health support. So that's, that was pretty cool. So I posted that in my Google Classroom and all my classes. Um, and then it's definitely a challenge because then there's a lot of restrictions as far as recording. You can't record kids. You can't, you got to tell the kids to actually turn their cameras off now just for security purposes and things of that nature. Um, using certain programs, you know, you can't record the kids or, or things like that. So you can't get those telltale body language signs you would normally get. Um, but you can, you know, you you still, you know, I guess if your student needs you dire, you know, they can still reach you, whether it's email, if it's a um, a Google voice, you know, Google number, stuff like that. And then Zoom, like I said, I'm on Zoom, you know, uh, from the afternoon on. So kids can like, uh, they do, they actually come into the room and then they'll talk to me there. And sometimes we'll talk about the work, but I think, it's cool when we just talk about other things, you know, they, you know, a lot of these kids, they'll come on, they're playing video games while you're talking to them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. But it's like, and or, or a sibling may walk into the room or something like that, or you may hear their parents in the background and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm understanding of that because I, I look at it like if I was their age, it's middle school kids, if I was home and I would be playing video games too, you know, what, what, what do you really supposed to do at that you know with what's going on try to keep your mind off what's going on so um it does it does hinder some of those uh ways you can kind of tell what's going on in a way but like uh i think being available lets them know that uh they can reach you depending on what they need definitely and what about as a parent and managing um almost like homeschool at this point. What's that been like for you? Well, my oldest, she's she's in her senior year, so she's really kind of real independent with handling her, her senior project. So I, I haven't really had to do much with that. And then my youngest, um, she's going, she's in ninth grade. She actually likes it more. She prefers to be dealing with getting those assignments on the computer. She answers them and, and does it like that. So, for her, it may be she enjoys it more because she may not be as socially 
I guess, adapt as, as much as my oldest. But that's why I would prefer the schooling because I want her to have that confidence socially. You know, that's what school is about, is building that social confidence as well. So the distance learning, it, it, it kind of hinders some of that social, lear- um, social learning that the kids learn as well. So, but it's been pretty, it's been going pretty well, you know. Everybody's doing what they need to do. And if, if they need help, I'm here. And I think that's what's what's a good thing about it, too, is for teachers that do have their own uh, kids, you're able to kind of bond more with your kid and kind of see what's going on in their schooling. Because a lot of times you may come home and the homework is either done or you didn't get a chance to check it. Now you get to kind of see what's going on in their daily lives as well. Definitely. I feel like with, with my own kids, they've really enjoyed like us kind of building the curriculum together versus going to school and feeling like the work is either too easy or just not engaging. I, I, I found that to be a pretty big kind of like aha moment there. Yeah. Yeah. You get to kind of see exactly what's going on and, and be more on top of them getting it done too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as far as the graduation, I mean, that's definitely disappointing though. You know, when, when you're a senior in high school or senior in college and this is your time to really celebrate and graduate and this is what you've worked for, um, that's got to be pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, she's definitely, you know, doesn't doesn't like that graduation, is, but also the senior trip, you know, that mm. they, they go on a senior trip, what she was looking forward to. She was buying sneakers. She bought the sneakers, actually bought sneakers and an outfit, um, the prom, the senior, you know, the last prom thing, and all of those things are kind of, uh, kind of you know, off schedule for now um the yearbook luckily so i just been i actually just been on top of trying to narrow down getting those things done so um the yearbook i called to find out what's going on with that that's still being made so they're going to figure out how they're going to finish that that's being made then the one thing that we were very fortunate to do was that we went and got her graduation pictures taken at a professional studio that the school had offered early in the year so we have actual pictures of her and her graduation cap and gowns in class of 2020 and the outfits that she wanted to wear. So I ordered that package. That's so we awesome. actually had those. Yeah. So this kind of put me more on, you know, to look forward to making sure I do that for my youngest. I'm going to make sure I get that graduation package because you never know what could occur. So maybe a lot of parents now, now they won't have any pictures of graduation right you know, that's that's a real that's a real issue even just getting the gown at this point could be a challenge yeah yeah all of that getting the gown and all those things you paid for but they actually started refunding um for the, the school trip and things like that my daughter informed me but you know those are some of the things that i was like wow you know so i ordered the the graduation pictures so i could send some to my parents and stuff like that and we'll have some pictures Nice. Congratulations. And you're also supposed to be in Chicago this weekend um, for um, an album release party. You know, how, how has the the quarantines and, and just coronavirus in general affected um, your music and your, and your, your travel plans and, and what you had planned for the spring? Yeah, it, it definitely, it, it hurts as, a, as an artist that you definitely don't know, um, when the next tour or show will come. I mean, that could be 
it could be months to to over the next year or so. So artists are gonna be really struggling. Um, the other thing too is I believe this also has affected just like um, you know, music on a whole as far as a lot of people aren't purchasing music nor listening to music as much as well. You know, because typically you may listen to music in a, I, I believe, in a state of mind of, let me throw this on, let me throw this on and, you know, get my day started. Now you're so concerned with what your day is becoming to get started. Right. You know, that I'm not playing anything right now. You know, I'm not playing anything. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not even in the car to play stuff like that. That's another thing. Typically, a lot of people might even be driving to play stuff in the car. Right. I mean, I don't know how often people are in their car right now going many places, throwing on music. And then when you're at home with everybody, you're not throwing on music, playing it with all your family because you guys are listening to each other, talking, trying to do this and that. There's really no reason to throw that music on. You're not really in that mode to throw music on and kind of cheer up. It's kind of more so, hey, so what are you doing? I'm looking for this job. I'm trying to do this. Hey, I'm doing this. It's so much talking going on. That music is the maybe one of the last things on your mind, you know? For sure. And in that regard, too, it seems that some people that I've talked to are either like recording all the time because they're so bored or like you said, like people are so stressed. It's like the art and music is kind of the last thing they're able to create right now. Yeah, I've I've still been just trying to make sure, you know, I write when I have, have a track or something like that. I'll make sure I'm writing still to do that. But as far as me um, throwing on an album, you know, when you, you know, you throw in music, for instance, you may throw on an album while you're cleaning. You may throw on an album while you're working, you know. But then if you're not, like right now, if you're not working, you're not trying to throw on no album because it's distracting you from trying to find work. You know, like it's 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 just how it works. You know, music music is one of those things that you you use it to celebrate in moments. You know, if you go into the store, that's a moment to celebrate with your music. I'm going to the store, throw this on. Oh man, this is crazy. Let me listen to this. You know, you're on your way back. Oh, that song was crazy. Let me play that. Now you get in the car, you throwing the you throwing on the news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see what see what the latest numbers look like. Right. You know, I'm going to the store. And, you know, checking out conferences, uh, you know, what's the latest governor conference? What, what's going on that or what's what's going on on the news and maybe watching a TV show that has some information? You know, you're not I'm not really thinking about throwing on the music. I'm thinking about looking through the news before I throw on a song. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I know as a big basketball fan, this is kind of the the best time of the year for for us, you know, between. Um, March Madness would have just wrapped up and now looking forward to the NBA playoffs. How have you been handling not having any basketball? Man, um, I really haven't really thought much about it. I got friends, though, they're like heavy on this NBA 2K20 right now. That's what a lot of guys are doing that I know. They're like playing 2K20, doing uh, building up their character, playing online. And and that's how they're passing it by. I even saw that Phoenix, Washington, and and I think DC were playing 2K uh, simulation games on NBC. That's crazy. To let people think that yeah, so people think they were able to watch a real game like playing a simulation. You can look it up. I, I was looking it up more and more. That's how I found out which states were doing it. it was kind of like weird. Um, but I'm just kind of like 
honestly, you know, I'm waiting, but I'm really not. I'm not thinking about it like that, you know. It's it's so much the, it's so much other stuff going on, that that'll come back when it comes back, you know, and um, that's pretty much kind of like maybe like that's at the bottom of my list, really. To be honest with you, I'm more so just like concerned when we get out of this. I do miss it, but you know, not I'm not really. It's not really uh, on high on my priority list right now. No, I hear you. You know, and when you look at uh, everyone kind of being on lockdown right now, I mean, does that afford you more time at this point to like talk to guys like Ace and Strickland and think about the new EMC project or kind of finish up projects you started? I know you were writing a play, um, started a book. Like, does that give you some time to work on different projects that have been in the works for a while? Yeah, right now. Uh, me and Superstition, we're doing a project together, so that that's pretty gives us time to do that. You know, email and stuff. I, and my solo stuff, I get to write and do that. The me, Strick, Ace, and all of us in our um, group chat, we typically are concerned with health stuff going on, what's going on in the world. We ain't thinking anything about any music really at this time because we have friends or family members that have been affected by it so much that music is the last thing on our minds right you know no especially with so many folks being based out of new york city right now um it's it's impossible to know someone in new york city at this point it feels like who hasn't been affected in some way whether it's a friend or a family member um showing symptoms or or having a positive diagnosis Right. My fa- my family is still in New York. My sister has to go to work there. And, um, you know, I call I call them to, you know, I'm just like waking up. <laughs> I've woken up like really on some texting them real quick, just like out of my sleep. Make sure you don't touch anything. Make sure you don't touch the elevator button. Don't touch this. Don't touch handles. Don't, you know, I'm. I'm just so concerned because they're up there in age, you know. Uh, luckily, my sister, you know, can, and my nieces could kind of do things for them, but there's still that concern, you know. Um, I actually was going to be, I was actually supposed to be up there on March 13th, and I canceled my trip because I saw it was getting so crazy out there that I canceled the trip. I was going to do a surprise trip and bring my kids, and it just wasn't worth the risk, you know. So, uh, you know, it was it was a huge disappointment because I wanted, you know, one of my kids and my mom and everybody see each other that, you know, everybody would enjoy that. But the risk, you know, outweighed it. It just, it just was too much. It was just too much to think about. And if anything, I think what what we're all learning through this whole um, saga is that, you know, I think people are appreciating family more and more and doing more check-ins and, and doing that in general. And I think just Definitely. realizing how much we took for granted before that uh, just in terms of like going to the grocery store without having to like put a mask and gloves on. Yeah, I, I was in Walmart the other day, Monday, Monday morning at 7 a.m. with the mask and gloves. You know what's the, the, the scariest thing about it, though, overall, is when you find out a friend is sick or something like that, when you talk to them, you have to kind of like give them their flowers because you don't know if that's the last time you're going to talk to them. Yeah, that's terrifying. It is. 
and that's really what you and you and it's terrifying but it's like you you pretty much have to say all all these things like hey man well i love you to let you know all of this and that and this and that and you know such such such, such. and and then that's it because you know when kids are catching it catching it or parents the kid can't go see their parent and the parent can't go see their kid Exactly. No, that that I think that part is one of the most jarring things. Articles that I read was just what what that hospital experience is like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, you know, it's 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 uh, it's wild, man. Super wild out here.